I'm Heather Roberts here with Tammy Bainey, the Executive Director of COIC, that's Central Oregon's Council of Governments. And Tammy, you guys are knee deep in preparing for spending the allocation that Central Oregon is getting from the governor's emergency order for homelessness, which is a really big mouthful to say you guys are very, very busy. So give us just kind of that first overview of what you guys are working on right now. Well, we are honored to support the region as the lead agency. We support the Homeless Leadership Coalition, which for our region is our continuum of care, and that's a HUD designation. And so for us, we are the organization that is helping to provide the convening, provide the uh, uh, information sharing, and having an opportunity to pull our region together to determine how we might achieve the goals that the governor has set out. And Central Oregon, more specifically, Crook, Deschutes, and Jefferson County, so our tri-county area, is set to get $13.9 million, which is a lot of money. But from what I'm understanding, it's going to go very quickly. I mean, that's, that's actually not a lot for the plan that we've got in front of us. Yes, unfortunately, to house individuals who've been unhoused within a market with the housing crisis that we have. I wish I could say that it would be plenty of money and we will do just fine and we're going to have money left over, but I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. Uh, What we do have as a starting point is a region that works really well together, who leverages their assets and their intellectual capital to come up with creative solutions. And so I do believe that we will be able to achieve those goals. The dollars can go to, um, part of that will go to our data collection to be able to monitor and make sure that we are um, tracking the data. We will have an opportunity to spend some dollars on shelter, which we are required to try to meet a target of 111 additional shelter beds. In addition to that, we have a plan in front of us also to increase what's called rapid rehousing, and that is uh, 161 individuals to be rapidly rehoused. And all of this is to occur by January 10th of 2024. And so our region has been diligently working to identify uh, how might we meet these outcomes and how do we do that with also being able to sustain what it is that we are developing past that January 10th timeframe. Now, the governor's press conference this week, she alluded to Central Oregon specifically mentioning the work you guys are doing to try and navigate that $13.9 million allocation. And she specifically mentioned the partnerships that you are leveraging, but things are not set in stone yet. No. So what we have done at this point is Uh, Of course, January is when the announcement came that we were hoping to receive some funding. The legislature, of course, then blessed that by um, both the Senate and the House agreeing. And uh, so the the executive order was an idea that then came to fruition. And all the while, we were establishing the components that were required should that funding be able to be available. So we stood up a 24-member multi-agency committee. And that was very prescribed by the state as to who the participants would be for that committee. And then we convened that group and started talking about what themes are out there, what ideas might we be able to leverage to achieve what we thought at the time was going to be 81 additional uh, shelter beds. And I think it was around 157 or so um, rapid rehousing opportunities. And so we cast the net for ideas and themes. We have not gone forward with an application process yet from our partners who would actually say, now we have the funding. Now we know what the outcomes are. Here is our idea of how we would achieve 
uh, within Redmond, Bend, Madras, Prineville, those outcomes. And so we anticipate that now we um, have already worked on a draft. And so we're going to be bringing a draft back to that multi-agency committee, getting their feedback on, are we being too narrowly focused or do, are we leaving enough area for creativity? And then being able to bring those applications in, we're standing up a grant committee to be able to look and review it, um, those applications and then make a recommendation to the full MAC committee as to what they believe um, would help us achieve the goals. And, and hopefully for our region, we want to exceed those goals. Now, COIC, you aren't going to be the ones to open a shelter or start working on transitional housing. You're not the ones to manage that, right? Correct. So our organization really stands in the space of supporting our partners. And for this instance, it's supporting our region's nonprofit partners. It's um, supporting the Coordinated Homeless Response Office. That's the collaborative office. That's the partnership at Deschutes County with the cities. Um, supporting the Homeless Leadership Coalition, again, being our continuum of care, Neighbor Impact Housing Works, both really critical partners in our region doing this work every day. And so our job is to provide the structure, provide the uh, administrative support, provide the fiscal administration, provide the reporting requirements, monitoring, setting work plans, making sure that things get done and making sure that we are moving forward to achieve the goal while the doers are doing, we're making sure that we are getting all of that captured. Now you, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. You've been around for long enough to know how a lot of these uh, state initiatives that start to trickle down to the local level have worked in the past. And, and full disclosure, so have I. And this process seems to be moving so quickly. Is that just my naive observation or is this moving faster than we're used to seeing? I would say that this is moving faster than I'd like to see it move. However, the crisis is, um, it's outpacing us and has been. And so we have individuals within our region who are in need last year of support. And so a lot of the funding that would have come forward for cities and counties to address these issues would have been from the federal government decades ago. And unfortunately, a lot of that funding is no longer there. And so it's left to cities and counties and, you know, partners, nonprofits to come up with their own plans. And sometimes that means, you know, taxing. Sometimes that it's a variety of things that um, options and solutions. And so this is our, our governor's attempt to address this, knowing that the crisis is one from yesterday and the day before. And so we need to act quickly. Is it prescribed in a way that I would say, I wish it were not quite so restricted? Yes. But would I say that the targets and the investments that we are laying out will be meaningful? Absolutely. At the same time, um, the targets are, are necessary. They are ones that are aggressive. To some, it may seem like that's a lot of money for not a lot of um, individuals. But if we look at what it is costing us to have individuals unsheltered in our communities, not only is it not humane, but people are not able to have um, great worker productivity. Individuals that want to be in the workforce are in a crisis trying to either keep their housing or to become housed. If I'm not housed, I'm not going to be your best employee. 
If I'm living in my car, I am not going to be showing up for work. I'm not going to have my medical needs met and my children are probably not excelling in school. So there are a number of ways in which this is showing up for us, not to mention the societal costs of individuals that are living on our sidewalks and in our right-of-ways. It's a public uh, health crisis and one that I think these dollars will be meaningful to address. It will be incumbent upon us about how we sustain those investments, though, so that we are not just one and done with that investment. Well, the governor made a comment during the press conference, specifically noting Multnomah County in Portland, because she was calling their allocation tentative and saying that they've got to be able to, they, they need a better plan to show that they can actually spend the money the way that they need to. But she did say that organizations or or regions that don't meet the benchmarks, they don't if they aren't spending the money the way they've said they're going to spend it by certain dates, that that money will get reallocated to other regions. Is there any risk, do you think, to Central Oregon that you might not receive that full thirteen point nine million that we might not meet that benchmark that you've promised? We have a long history of making great things happen. So I have, all the confidence that our region is going to pull this off. And again, I I would submit that we probably will exceed those targets, but it's not without risk. If we had vacant buildings to be able to turn into shelter and operational funds, trust me, we would be doing it today. If we could rapidly rehouse and get people into housing or prevent them from homelessness, and we had the dollars available today, we would do it. This crisis is one that has way outpaced the um, you know the the efforts and the you know, the funding that we have. We just most of it, though, I would say, is the lack of available units to be able to move people into. And so we are establishing a network of shelter, both low barrier and um, you know all the systems that create a process for people to go through to get to really safe and secure and sustainable housing. When you talk about that vacancy, and I know we're out of time, and this is a conversation that we could take on much longer than the 10 minutes that we have today, but all the money in the world doesn't suddenly make space available. I mean, that we know that that's an issue that we have in Central Oregon. So it It sure is. It remains to be seen whether we're going to be able to do that piece of it. But uh, we will be checking in with you. This is something that I think every region of the state is going to be interested to see how, how we handle it, but how all of the different emergency areas go through this process. Yes, it. we will be doing it together. So we look forward to doing it alongside the community. So thank you for your interest. Thank you. Tammy Bainey with COIC. I'm Heather Roberts here on FM News 100 and 1110 KBND.